This is the LexisNexis New York Legal News Podcast. Litigation news stories from recent issues of LexisNexis Mealy's publications. Current and targeted legal news and litigation reports. LexisNexis Podcasts, voted top legal-oriented podcast in the 2008 ABA Journal Blog 100, the annual reader survey of the best websites for lawyers as chosen by the editors of the ABA Journal. The Second Circuit U.S. Court of Appeals on August 11th reversed the dismissal of a class action lawsuit accusing numerous online travel sites of failing to properly remit hotel tax revenue to New York State municipalities. Nassau County, New York sued Hotels.com, Hotwire, Trip Network, Expedia, Orbitz, Priceline, Travelocity, and others. It says the tax owed under the Nassau County Hotel and Motel Occupancy Tax is correctly calculated as a percentage of the price that occupants pay to the defendant resellers and that the defendants are required to remit that amount to the county. But the county claims that rather than paying the owed amount, each defendant has been calculating its taxes based on the discounted price it negotiated with the hotels and accordingly remitted too little to it. The circuit court vacated an Eastern District of New York dismissal order, saying the judge should have considered whether the complaint meets class certification requirements. The Second Circuit U.S. Court of Appeals has held that a bankruptcy judge's approval of the free and clear sale of a majority of the assets of troubled U.S. automaker Chrysler, eliminating claims by unsecured creditors such as pension funds and asbestos claimants, was not an abuse of discretion. In its opinion, the Second Circuit held that an automobile manufacturing business fits within the confines of the melting ice cube theory. That theory, the court said, came about in early bankruptcy cases that often involved perishable commodities such as fruits and vegetables. But the idea of not wasting assets extends into other fields as well. The court said, quote, with its revenues sinking, its factories dark, and its massive debts growing, Chrysler fit the paradigm of the melting ice cube court found that granting approval of the sale was not an abuse of discretion, and it rejected the idea that any of the lenders were coerced into allowing the sale. It said the evidence suggests the lenders agreed to the sale rather than risk reduced asset value in a liquidation. The Second Circuit has reversed a Southern District of New York decision holding that the New York Times does not have a First Amendment right to access and it has not shown good cause to unseal wiretap applications related to the investigation of the prostitution ring used by former New York Governor Elliot Spitzer. In March 2008, four people were charged with running a prostitution ring called the Emperor's Club. Spitzer was identified as one of the clients and resigned from office. The four people charged as a result of the investigation all waived indictment and pleaded guilty without requesting or receiving discovery, so the wiretap materials used in the investigation remained under seal. The New York Times submitted an application to the district court to unseal the wiretap and search warrant applications, claiming a common law right of access to judicial records and a First Amendment right. The government agreed to disclose the search warrant applications, but refused to release the wiretap materials. The district court ordered the government to release the wiretap materials after redacting the names and identifying information of all customers of the ring. The court said the applications were, quote, judicial records and that the press had a right of access to them. In addition, the trial court said there were no longer confidentiality concerns because the investigation was over and the redactions would resolve any privacy concerns. The government appealed. Reversing the trial court, the Second Circuit on August 7th held that although there is a qualified common law right to inspect public records, including judicial records, 
The records in question are protected from disclosure. Not only did the Times fail to demonstrate good cause to unseal the applications, but the court said it lacks its claimed First Amendment right of access. The circuit court explained that wiretap applications were created in the 1960s in response to a Supreme Court decision that prohibited the use of electronic surveillance at the sole discretion of law enforcement. Although wiretaps themselves predate wiretap applications, the introduction of wiretap applications is a more modern invention and has been subject to a statutory presumption against disclosure. Accordingly, the appeals court concluded these wiretap applications have not historically been open to the press and general public. Personal injury and wrongful death plaintiffs in a negligence lawsuit against aviation companies stemming from the September 11, 2001 terrorist attacks on the World Trade Center towers moved for reconsideration August 10th of a New York federal judge's denial of their motion to set aside confidentiality designations. World Trade Center properties sued American Airlines, United Airlines, and numerous other airlines and aviation companies, alleging that because of the airline's negligence, terrorists were able to hijack the airplanes that flew into the Twin Towers. The lawsuit seeks recovery of $16.2 billion, the alleged replacement value of Towers 1, 2, 4, and 5. The plaintiffs contended the airlines abused a confidentiality protective order by designating almost their entire document discovery as confidential. They requested the judge vacate the protective order and make all discovery public, except for information marked as sensitive by the Transportation Security Administration. The airlines countered that, quote, over-designating documents as confidential is common even within this litigation, end of quote. They further argued the plaintiffs have not abided by the protective order's objection procedure. The court denied the plaintiff's motion, holding that the confidentiality designations should remain in effect. It added it was not feasible to review the airline's confidentiality designations as to so many documents. It rejected the plaintiff's recommendation to vacate the order entirely and noted that historical and public interest in the litigation has not been frustrated by the order. The court said, in light of its July 28th decision to begin trial of a wrongful death action in April 2010, quote, any claim to a historical and public interest that would not be served fully by a public trial is outweighed by the undue delay and harm to security and commercial interests that would result from disclosure. Reviewing each confidentiality designation would divert this litigation from its legitimate course toward a public trial of plaintiff's claims or other resolution, end of quote. For LexisNexis Legal News, I'm Michael Lefkowitz. A federal judge on August 6th dismissed a shareholder class action lawsuit against a broker-dealer for violations of federal securities laws, ruling the shareholders' claims are not recoverable under federal securities laws. Amos Art Corporation filed a class action complaint in the Southern District of New York on behalf of purchasers of auction rate securities through Northern Trust Securities Incorporated between 2004 and 2008. Amos alleges Northern Trust and two of its subsidiaries issuing a series of false and misleading statements concerning the liquidity of the auction rate securities it was selling and failed to disclose the inherent risks of investing in auction rate securities. In granting Northern Trust's motion to dismiss, Judge Victor Marrero held that Amos failed to allege recoverable damages because it's, quote, already received compensation for losses suffered as a result of the alleged misstatements or omissions. The judge also found that Amos claimed that it suffered damages by not being able to use its proceeds from the auction rate securities to buy more art fails 
because, quote, a plaintiff cannot recover for damages based on hypothetical investments he didn't make. A federal judge on August 4th certified a securities fraud class action brought against three leading research analysis firms pursuant to a recent appeals court decision that the fraud on the market presumption extends to allegations of securities fraud against research analysts. The securities fraud class action was filed against Lehman Brothers, Goldman Sachs, and Morgan Stanley in the Southern District of New York, alleging that research reports about RSL communications were tainted by conflicts of interest between the defendants' research and investment banking departments, which artificially inflated the price of RSL stock. They sought to seek a class of investors who bought RSL equities from 1999 to 2000. District Court Judge Shira Shendlin was convinced that the class was ascertainable using objective criteria and agreed with the plaintiff's expert that analyst reports contained material statements. Quote, research analysts become experts in a particular industry. According to the complaint, the analyst reports that are at issue in this case repeatedly recommended the purchase of RSL stock notwithstanding the fact that analysts were not in reality as optimistic about RSL's prospects as the recommendations they made in reports. Analyst recommendations to purchase RSL stock while RSL's financials were deteriorating could be expected to significantly alter the total mix of information available to investors. The content of these reports was therefore certainly material. End of quote. Following an eight-day trial, an Eastern District of New York jury on August 7th awarded Georgina Morgenstern $1.8 million, including $300,000 in punitive damages on claims that she was retaliated against by officials of the New York County for which she had worked. Morgenstern sued three Nassau County officials, alleging she was fired from her civil service job with the County Department of Planning after complaining about alleged improprieties at her workplace and because she filed a discrimination charge regarding sexual harassment by a male employee. The Lexus One Community where individual attorneys are going for free case law, the Lexus web search engine, free forms, and Mealy's Online. Get access to Lexus.com through research packages for the time you need without signing a long-term contract. Check out Emerging Issues Analysis, News, Blogs, The Download Center, the LexisNexis Store, and more. Lexus One, the online community and research resource for individual attorneys. www.lexusone.com if you'd like more information on these and other New York cases, visit www.lexisnexus.com forward slash mealies, M-E-A-L-E-Y-S, or visit totallitigator.com. LexisNexus Legal News New York is written by the editors of Mealy Publications, current and targeted legal news and litigation reports. The LexisNexus New York Legal News Podcast, copyright 2009 by LexisNexus, a division of Reed Elsevier Incorporated. LexisNexus. Total Practice Solutions. I'm Steve Bursler. Thanks for listening.